DDCO at the plate. He's over for two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Welcome to part two of our March Madness-themed tournament extravaganza. This is Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swarkowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Okay, so we have the round of 32 and on here for our uh, our single t- uh, number elimination tournament. Yeah, there's no fancy name for the round of 32, is there? Uh, no, they just call it the round of 32. Yeah, yeah good, good choice. Yeah. The I, NCAA. I, uh, agreed, agreed. Uh, it, uh, Jeremy, the NCAA used to, I think, only invite like 24 or 32 teams back in like the 70s. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, they didn't expand till 64 till uh, kind of well, well, you know, it, it was a recent the... thing. Last 25, 30 years probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so well, there is. So we're gonna start at uh, yeah the round of thirty two here. What's our first game, Jeremy? All right, we got um, Ozzy Smith, the number one uh, jersey, number one versus jersey number thirty two, Steve Carlton. Okay, Ozzy Smith versus Steve Carlton. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, Jeremy, I, I mentioned it in the uh, episode before, but yeah. I lo- I love that Carlton won uh, twenty seven games in a season. It's always cool. To, the, the reason I, I was reading about Bob Welch and like Bob, oh, nice. Wel- yeah. Bob Welch did it like in nineteen ninety or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. But Steve Carlton did it. I like those old Phillies jerseys uh, okay, as well, yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. Um. Uh, and Ozzy Smith, the uh, guy who was kind of only known for his fielding. Uh, let me let me look at what Carlton's numbers were. Here yeah. True. Quick. Speaking um, of other Carltons, uh, if if this would have went up to seventy two, Carlton Fisk would have got in there, but he wasn't passing uh, Mike Trout at number twenty seven. No, um, uh, Jeremy, I thought you were going to mention the Fresh Prince of Bel Air there for a second. <laughs> uh, well. uh, Steve Carlton, three hundred and twenty nine career victories and a three twenty two uh, earned run average and over okay. five thousand innings pitched. What what awards did he win? He had to win the Cy Young at least once, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, he so he won a pitching triple crown one year, four times. Cy Young Award winner, okay, right. two-time World Series, and ten-time All-Star. Uh, Ozzy Smith, I'm guessing he only really ever won gold gloves and maybe some All-Star teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, he gonna, was a World Series champion. He, he was a World Series champion, too, uh, as was, uh, let's see. Both so, Hall of Famers. Yeah, both Hall of Famers. Uh, ooh, 15-time All-Star for uh, Ozzy Smith. Sure. NLCS MVP. And, uh, ooh, yeah, he beat his Cardinals team, beat the Brewers in the 1982 World Series. Yeah. Bastard. Yeah. Uh, so, he also won the uh, 85 World... Or, no, the uh, Royals won the 85 World Series. Uh, uh, yeah, well, he did hit 303 one year, too, in 1987, which is impressive. That was his only season over 300, it looks like. Okay, okay. Um, oh, man, this is a tough call, Jeremy. It's a tough one. I mean, on paper, I, I'm prone to pick Ozzie Smith, okay. but I have no uh, skin in this game. Yeah, uh, well, let me see. Career 262 average. Probably the greatest fielding shortstop of all time. I mean, when yeah. you look at, like, shortstops, yeah. he's probably in, like, the top five and I will say, like, it's kind of like a shortstop's world, like, that we live in nowadays. Yeah. Like, uh, all the, like, best defenders are shortstops, or at least came up as shortstops. Yep, yeah. I mean, uh, to, to, they say it's the hardest position to play. Basically, yeah. you got to have a really good arm, good range. Uh, and Steve Carlton, you know, he's probably, like, maybe a top, like we said with Tom Seaver, top 15, 20 pitcher. Maybe not even that. Right. But, um, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe, maybe not even that. One of so, the two uh, positions that I never played in Little League. 
was pitcher? Well, uh, shortstop. Was shortstop. Shortstop and uh, catcher. Man, it'd be hard for a lefty to play uh, shortstop, Jeremy. Well, I, I had, believe it or not, I had some coaches who put me in at second base as a lefty. Okay. Actually, okay. you know what? I politic much like Anthony Rizzo, politic to pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one thing, I politic to play second base because I loved Ryan Sandberg so much. Ah, really? And uh, I got a pop up. I didn't. Ha- I didn't get a grounder where I had to turn my whole body. Yeah. But I did play third base for a, an inning or something. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Even tough, Jeremy. Did you make the play on that pop up? I did. I All did. Right. All I right. Made, I caught two pop ups in my career and really? I dropped probably like twenty. <laughs> but uh, I, it was one. This one was like it was like a nubber. It was like a wiffle ball like pop up to second base, and I. I almost like didn't catch it because it was too easy. You know, yeah. you, you know when that happens when it's like it's so easy that you you, you don't expect it. And then uh, I caught one pop up in like right when I was playing right field mm-hmm. or, or I was playing left field, and uh, like my mom freaked out that I actually caught it, but a guy tagged up and scored on it. So they, oh uh, okay such okay is life yeah right right they had the scouting report on you Jeremy. Um, uh, okay well I uh, let's go with Ozzy Smith. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I wish that we knew these guys a little more. Yeah, both um, of them were kind of, they had their best years probably before we were, uh, before our time. For sure, for sure. Um, all right, so to determine their uh, matchup, we got number 16, Dwight Gooden versus number 48, Dark Horse, uh, Rick Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look at, uh, I got to look at Gooden's numbers real okay. quick. I mean, yeah, after he fell off, he had some, he, he didn't have some great numbers, but, uh, I think he like reclaimed a little bit of his, uh, you know, standing with the, with the, uh, Yankees there yeah. in the late nineties yeah, or maybe yeah. early nineties, mid nineties. He did. Uh, Jeremy, 1985, he was 24 and four with a yeah. 1.53 ERA he was in 276 un- innings. Unhittable, uh, when he, when he came up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and I don't know if, uh, at any point, uh, Rick Russell was, uh, could be considered <laughs> unhittable. No, no. Uh, only uh, I don't know. Not even from a f- stand- physical standpoint, he, he seemed like a pretty big target. If you're trying to hit him, <laughs> I was looking for the comedy there. I was, I'm like, there's a formula here. What is it? He's a big guy, right? Yeah, right. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Gooden, Jeremy. Let's do it. The uh, uh, you know Cinderella has stopped dancing for uh, number one, number forty eight, Rick Russell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there you go. Okay, so let's move on to. Uh, uh, the next uh, part of the region here, uh, we got number fifty-seven, Johan Santana, who <laughs> upset Cal Ripken, Cal <laughs> Ripken in the first round versus number twenty-five, Barry Bonds. Okay, uh, well, Jeremy, I'm gonna have to go with uh, with Bonds again. I think even All without right. steroids, Bonds is probably better than Johan. Yeah, we got to look at the pre-steroids era. I guess I, I hate Barry Bonds. I hope he doesn't make it any further in Me this too. tournament. Yep. But uh, and I don't think he will. No. Looking at uh, the next matchup, mm-hmm. uh, so enjoy it while it lasts. You're making it to uh, the second weekend, Bonds, right? He's making it to uh, out of the first weekend. So mm-hmm. be happy with that, you cheating son of a bitch. Yep. Um, all right. So next matchup, number nine, Ted Williams versus number twenty four, Willie Mays. Okay. Uh, wow, so, what a matchup. Uh, yeah. What a matchup. Right. Matchup for um, the ages. Well, Jeremy, I'll say this. So so. Ted Williams lost three of the prime years of his career to uh, yeah. to military service. Yeah. He might have even lost more than that because I think he went to Korea too. Uh-huh. Um, but that might have been after his career ended. Uh, so yeah, he lost three seasons. Yeah. Uh, his, his age, age 24, 25, and 26 seasons. That's sick. I That's mean, crazy. Yeah. Man, Dude. I gotta, I, I mean, I, I gotta give, uh, I think I gotta give this one to uh, 
to Ted Williams here. It's just, okay, when you look at the back of a baseball card or you look at baseball reference and you see, like, the bold, yeah. of like which means league leader, mm-hmm. it's like bold city uh, here for uh, for Ted Williams. I mean, let's look at Willie Mays because I'm sure it's also equally as impressive. Yep. But, um, and look at Willie Mays did lose one year, his age 22 ah, year, yeah. to military okay, to, service. He, yeah, to military service People don't really talk about that. No, they don't, they don't. But, um, I mean, it, I, I would say going strictly off of bold, uh, yeah. Ted Williams is is there. I, and one thing that sticks out to me about Ted Williams too, and uh, this is not the case for Mays, is all of the walks that Ted Williams had. I mean, he he was routinely get we would get over 140 walks. Yeah, that's insane. And in 1949, he had 162 walks. Jack, look at that career on base percentage. 482 career on base percentage. Are you kidding me? That's like half the times he went up, he got on base. That's insane. That's obscene. Yeah, it is. Um, like that's crazy. And obviously, there's you know last hitter to hit 400. The great great story about how he chose to play on his last day of the season. He went yeah. six for eight to raise his average to 406. Career OPS one point. He's over like he's a one point like he's over 900 career OPS. Yeah. I mean, that's sick. I mean, that he, uh, although Willie Mays is good, like you said, probably a top five player, I think Ted Williams is arguably uh, the greatest hitter of all time. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Mays has him on Homer, Homer's uh, total, but mm-hmm. uh, not much else, I guess. No, not much else. How many more home runs does Mays have? Uh, I'm trying to see he Williams. He has 660. Uh, Mays has 660. So he has uh, 100, almost 139. Is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and yeah, you, you factor in those three years that uh, uh, Williams lost. He might have had a, another uh, 90 homers if he hit 30 home runs in each of those. So yeah, yeah Williams probably sure. still would have topped him in homers. Yeah, but, or uh, Mays would have, yeah. Mays would have. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, Jeremy, I'm going to go with Ted Williams for let's, this one. Let's do it. Ted, okay. Ted Williams is moving on. Teddy ball game. Yep. All right. Well-deserved win there against mm-hmm. Willie Mays. Uh, we, we won't be able to see uh, Willie Mays versus uh, Barry Bonds, which they're related somehow. Are they really? Some bullshit. Maybe, maybe there's like a, a God, like a Godfather scenario or something like that. Bobby, I don't know. Bobby Bonds is somehow related. Like, yeah, yeah. Willie Mays is like his Godfather. Okay. Bullshit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How many more times can I say bullshit? <laughs> I'm talking about Barry Bonds. All right. Let's move to the next bracket. We got our uh, Sweet 16 in the yeah. top there. Um, we got one fourth of it so far. So uh, moving on to the next bracket, we got number four Lou Gehrig versus number twenty nine Adrian Beltre. Well, Jeremy, uh, it was fun to look up Ted Williams's numbers, so let's look up Lou Gehrig's numbers. Let's do it. The really, Iron yeah. Horse. The Iron is Horse is what they called him. Yeah, he's also uh, also played by Gary Cooper in the movie of his life, I believe. Yeah, there you go. Um, wow. Okay. So, uh, once again, there's a lot of bold going Gehrig, on here. Gehrig was a tragically close to the 500 home run club guy. Yeah. Him yeah. And, uh, and, uh, Fred McGriff. Same, same number of home runs, actually. I think they both had 100, 493 homers to, okay. uh, end yeah. their career. Um, uh, my goodness, man. Lou Gehrig had, uh, seasons of his 1927 on that 27 Yankees. Yeah. 173 RBIs. He yeah. hit 373. The twenty seven Yankees is that the That's team. That's the right? team. We should yeah, I kinda wanna yeah. We we should like look up that, that team. I mean yep. they yeah, they they were the greatest team in history, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Wow, hundred fifty five games, which uh, I think well they only played hundred fifty six at that point. They probably okay. had a rain out. Um yeah, man. Um his what's what's weird though too is that he it doesn't look like he really ever led the league in batting average even when he was hitting 373 374 yeah 379 true. one still, year he did he, he did one year 363 career 340 hitter though and another one uh, over 900 uh 
OPS at uh, 1.08. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's uh, that's astonishing. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I I would say uh, who is he facing again? Adrian Beltre. Hey, hey, Lou Gehrig. <laughs> Yeah, let's 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 put in Lou Gehrig there, the original uh, Iron Man before uh, Cal Ripken. Ripken and, yeah, uh, <laughs> only Iron Man standing. Left. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So to determine his uh, opponent, we got number fifty-two, CC Sabathia versus number twenty, Frank Robinson. We're really getting in. After this round, we're going to get really into the. Uh, the uh, elite. Yeah, we are. Um, uh, well, Jeremy, I don't think there's any way we can pick uh, CC Sabathia over Frank Robinson. No, not when it was so tough uh, to for Frank Robinson to get out of that first round. Right. So we're going to put Frank Robinson advancing on to the Sweet 16. And oh, how sweet it is for Frank. Um, all right. So uh, George Brett, number five, taking on number 28, Burt Blylevin. Uh, ooh, okay. Um, uh you know, Jeremy, let's let's pull up George Brett's numbers once. Yeah, um, let's do it. Yeah, I, uh, I he had some really really good years. Um, yeah, he had that year where he hit three ninety. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what was his to- twenty? No, thirty. He hit thirty homers in nineteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the batting averages was always good. Um, I think. Uh, well, he only won uh, one gold glove. Okay. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. he played third base, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, he refers to uh, like like just a dinner, uh, just as a me- as a meal, which yeah, is great. Yeah, just yeah, a- yeah. any given any given food uh, time is just a meal. You yeah. Know? Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I like that about him. Look at um, those triples numbers early in his career: thirteen triples in seventy-five. 14 and 76 and uh 20 and 79. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of that's a lot of balls in the gap. Here's speaking of gaps, I'm glad you brought that up because George Brett interestingly enough had a big gap in his teeth in his early career and some and got it fixed Did by the end really? of his career. Really? Yeah. If you look at some of his old pictures of George Brett, he had a, that gap in his tooth. Oh man, I wonder how they fixed that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. He got some kind of surgery, but I think he was raking in the money at that point so he could afford it. Right, right. Uh, well, Jeremy, I, I think I would go with George Brett for this one. Yeah, as much as I love that Burt Play 11 curveball, uh, I think George Brett bests him in this matchup. So he's moving on to face the winner of number 12, Roberto Alomar, versus number 44, Hank Aaron. Mm, I mean, Hank Aaron just rolled Roger Clemens. He and did. Uh, I think he's going to roll Roberto Alomar, he did, too. Yeah, yeah, I think what happened was Alomar tried to spit at him, and, <laughs> and Hank Aaron uh, whacked that spit over the uh, left field fence for a, <laughs> for a home run. All right. So, so Hank Aaron is moving on, uh, rightfully so, once again. All right, so... Um, let's keep going then uh, to the uh, top right of the bracket. We got Derek Jeter versus Nolan Ryan. Okay, so ooh, so this is like two guys who are like now owners of teams. Yeah, uh, I don't right. know, know exactly what Ryan's Nolan Ryan's role is with the Texas Rangers, but he's yeah. got to be like president or is, is he out with the Rangers? Is, is he, he back out? with the Astros? I yeah, I'm not sure, but he was at, at least at one point uh, the uh, owner mm-hmm. or the uh, president, I think, of baseball. Like, yeah. With the uh, Rangers, did he hire um, George Bush as the as the like the guy who ran the team? Oh man, I don't know. Or, I or, say or did George Bush hire him? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm I not feel sure. like George Bush owned the team when uh, they signed a Rod to that contract. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they they were rubbing elbows. I'm sure. Well, in the stands. Yeah, I, I'll say this. You know. Uh, 
Nolan Ryan didn't trade away uh, in an outfield of three all-star amazing players. <laughs> yeah. Which Derek Jeter did. Yeah, true. And he didn't make a, a mockery of it. And he wasn't like... Uh, at, wasn't he tailgating at like a, a New York Giants game, like when the when the baseball draft was going on, or, or when the trade the trade deadline was uh-huh. happening? Some something ridiculous. I mean, as a as an owner, he's been a disaster and a clown. Mm-hmm. You yep. could say that. Yeah, Ryan has maintained some dignity. He was he's in 2013. He stepped down with the Rangers, and okay. he but he now he's like a special assistant okay. uh, for the Astros. Okay, and uh, I'll say this: like, who would win in a fight even now? I think Nolan Ryan, <laughs> probably. Yeah, for sure. And there's not uh, any hair on the top of Jeter's head to to pad <laughs> those uh, skull punches. Um, <laughs> so, uh, are we in agreement then that Nolan Ryan? Yeah, let's Nolan out? Ryan moves on. He ta- the number two seed has dropped as uh, Nolan Ryan defeats Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Okay. Jeter. Jeter. Um, all right, number 15, Carlos Beltran versus number 47, Tom Glavin. I would say Tom Glavin. Slightly underwhelming uh, Yeah, 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 under, matchup underwhelming matchup there Compared for to sure. Ted Williams versus Willie Mays, I yeah. would say. But, uh, uh, yeah, let's go with Glavin Let's go with Glavin. One. Yeah, no right. way Beltran deserves to beat him there. Nope. Uh, Mickey Mantle versus Billy Williams. Okay. A classic matchup from the, uh, you know, the golden age of baseball, I guess. It, it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, well, Jeremy, uh, was it you we were talking about with Mantle? We're not going to tell this story on the air, but Mantle's got some pretty oh. good, uh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, funny stories about uh, him. Of, yeah, he had interesting ways of uh, passing the time while he was injured and, and hanging out, like in the in the bullpen, maybe or something. Yeah, or like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, uh, I don't know, Billy. I don't think Billy Williams had any of those stories. You know, no. Um, and maybe <laughs> maybe that's to his uh, his his benefit. Yeah. But uh, let's pull up Mickey Mantle's numbers, Jeremy, because <clears throat> um, we didn't we didn't do that last time. Okay, talk for a second. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. I um uh with Mickey Mantle too. Um, you know, he's one of those guys where I feel like he uh, you know, he overcame some things. He battled. I believe he battled alcoholism during his career. Yep. Um, and yeah, he was on the Yankees too. Uh, so he was kind of just a. I, I feel like any guy in the Yankees is kind of a, a classic uh, guy like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, wow. Uh, th- there's a lot of bold there as well. A lot yeah. of walks too. I mean, I, I love when a guy draws over 100 walks. He did it a lot of times. Yeah, and uh, you know, he gave us that that amazing 1961 season. Uh, with him and uh, and Roger Maris. Yep. Um. Uh. Had a 4.86 OBP in 62. Wow. That's pretty uh, uh, awe-inspiring. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Um. Uh. Look at this. In uh, 1958, he led the league in walks and strikeouts. That's crazy. Pretty interesting. That that is interesting. And he hit 304 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pretty wild. Um, and he had 42. He led the league in homers, homers, strikeouts, and walks. Okay. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I uh, uh, yeah. T- t- yeah. Three. Talk about a three true outcome guy. Yeah, exactly. I, I wonder if he's the only guy in the history of the league to ever do that. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. That that's interesting. Huh. Okay. I wonder uh, if they coined the term. Then I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, Jeremy, I you know, I think that this is Mickey Mantle's uh, here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. He's he's taking on uh, Billy Williams. No, uh, again, no shame in losing to Mickey Mantle there. No. But uh, Mickey Mantle's advancing, mm-hmm. and he's going to face the winner of number fifty-five Oral Hershiser versus number forty-two Jackie Robinson. Okay, uh, a couple of uh, a couple of Dodgers, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Uh, so I guess the question here is, uh, let's pull up Oral Hershiser's numbers. Let's we didn't do it. do it before. Yeah, I know. Jackie Robinson uh, uh, had a good uh, car- career. I looked up his numbers when we were talking about him in the last episode. Uh, his okay. career was rather, it was brief though, because he didn't play until he was 28. Yeah. Um, so the 1988 season, uh, which uh, was the uh, Dodgers uh, World Championship yeah. year, the last time they won the World Championship, uh, he was 23-8 and eight with a 2.26 ERA, 15 complete games. You got to love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 267 innings pitched. Um, only struck out 178, but that, that wasn't his thing, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah, he won the Cy Young. He won a gold glove that year, too. Um you know, I think he had a stretch there where he was good. He was on the 95 uh, Indians, too, right? That was the World Series yes, year, Yes, right? he was. Uh, uh, yeah, I think they made it to the World Series that year. Um, yeah. uh, but, Jeremy, I'll say this. When you look at then you go to the bottom there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Career 348 uh, ERA yeah. um, is just uh, – it's kind of blah. I mean, it's not bad. No. But um, you're right. He had a stretch where he was pretty good, yeah. but, like – Really, uh, his career is almost like Steve Stone's. I mean, he well, he, yeah. he was good in '85, and you know he had a really good season in '88. Uh, um, mm-hmm. But other than that, he was uh, oh, look, Christ, man! Uh, 1989, he was he lost 15 games, but his ERA was 2.31. Yeah, how that's... do you lose 15 games with a 2.31 ERA? <laughs> well, uh, no offense, maybe. Yeah, no. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, from from uh, eighty five to eighty nine, he had a, a pretty torrid stretch there. He did, and then uh, you know some decent years in uh, the early nineties too. But uh, the last couple of years, no, not so good. No, Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson is winning this one. Is winning yeah. this one. Yes, exactly. So, um, all right. So we move on to uh, the bottom right bracket uh, turn uh, region. Babe Ruth, number three versus number thirty-five, Frank Thomas. Mm, okay, what uh, an interesting home run derby matchup that would be. It, it would be. Um, uh, well, Jeremy, I mean, I think this one has to go to Babe Ruth. It um, does, obviously. Uh, even though I love, I love Frank. Um, Who will unseat Babe Ruth? We'll, we'll have to find out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're really doing some deep dives here, though, Jeremy. I like it. Yeah, for um, sure. Ooh, and our next one, we were hyping this one up. Ichiro <laughs> versus Tony Gwynn. Ichiro versus Tony Gwynn. This is a tough one. Yeah. Tough, tough, let's, tough let's one. Let's pull up Tony Gwynn's numbers, right, and then we'll, we'll compare them to Ichiro's. Yeah. Um, we're going to... By the way, we, this is Tony Gwynn Jr. that we're talking about, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, um, no. But uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, so uh, yeah, let's take a look at these numbers. Um, career three thirty eight batting average. Wow. Um, yeah, he had the three ninety four there in uh, in nineteen ninety four. Led the league in hitting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. He yeah. led it in hitting. Uh, and Pretty the other good. years, my goodness, did he ever hit? He never hit under his. The only year he ever hit under three hundred was his, his uh, rookie season. That's pretty awesome. Nineteen eighty two, two eighty nine batting average. He was over three hundred. In every season after that, that's pretty awesome. Man. Wow, pretty awe-inspiring. And not only that, man. I mean, if you if you go a little deeper, like there's only a couple seasons where he didn't hit 320 or at least 315. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, his lowest average other than his rookie year it looks like 309. Yeah, which is in eight, 1983, and then 317. And oddly enough, he he repeated he repeated 309 a couple times and 317 three times. Yeah, that's that's weird, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, great, great hitter. Um, he, uh, he he packed on some weight at the end of his career, but was still a good hitter. He was, yeah, and he never really hit homers either. He was no. kind of just like a, a slap hitter almost. Yeah, um, see, I love that because, like, you know, you look at someone like Craig Biggio or something, and, yeah. like, 
you know, he, he kind of started hitting homers and maybe under the influence of something. But, uh, yeah, uh, Gwyn just like, you know, he had a couple years where um, his – what do they say? He ran into the ball or something. Mm-hmm. You know, and he got a couple home. He had 17 homers in 1997. Yep. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, clearly that was never his thing, never a, a big focus for him. Let's let's look at Ichiro's numbers real quick, though. Yeah, let's sure. do him justice. I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Gwyn on this one, but I just want to look at Ichiro because we didn't really look at his either. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, he gets the benefit of the doubt because he didn't start playing until age 27. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you mentioned, he has had some kind of rough seasons uh, towards the end here. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and his OBP was only 355 yeah. uh, as opposed to Gwyn's, who's 388. Uh-huh. You know, that's that's like kind of like the line of demarcation for like the greats, I think. I think his OBP is a little bit below... Some of the greats. Yeah, let, um, let's give it to Tony Gwynn. Yeah, me. let's do it. Nice. Tony Gwynn's moving on. Um, he he unseated Ichiro. All right. All right, we got, uh, this is a great matchup. Number six, Stan Musial versus number 27, Mike Trout. All right, well, uh, I guess, for first of all, um, I, I think a good thing to do would be to pull up Musial's numbers. Yeah, we got to uh, do that, with, especially uh, for a guy ahead of our time. Yeah, yeah. Now, with Mike Trout, uh, th- that is, uh, this is, uh, as LeBron James would say, uh, an untold story. Yeah, Because he hasn't, sure. uh, he, his career isn't done yet. Um, God, you got to imagine the Angels are going to win at least one World Series in these next 12 years, yeah, right? Yeah, well, they're going to so. have him and Otani. Yeah, so. there you go. We'll see. Wow, Stan Musial uh, led the league in hitting many times. He did, yeah. Career 331 hitter. Um, Seven times? Uh, yeah. Wow, okay. Um, Some great on-base percentage and OPS numbers. Yep. Just missed uh, going above uh, a full point in OPS. 475 career home runs. Yeah. Uh, our friend Paul would, would enjoy this episode. I feel like the Cardinals are getting a lot of love. Yeah, in, true. Uh, but they've had some great players. Uh, yeah, a lot of doubles in his career, yep. too. You know, uh, Jeremy, I, I'm going to... I think we got to go... Uh, whew, but but Mike Trout is uh, the the best player of this generation. Though. Yeah, and like no signs of sh- slowing down. Nope. Like like solid numbers, great fielding. Yeah, and you it's know? not like Bryce Harper where you'd be like, ah, he's had some kind of crappy years too. Like Mike Trout yeah. has just been consistently really good. It's uh, basically your your um if you're picking Trout, your uh your um putting a down payment on the future and mm-hmm. saying that he's going to keep these numbers going for like another seven, eight years. Yep. Nine years. I think uh, he can. Would, I think he can too. Um, it's a really tough one, but Jack, when you're getting this deep into the, the tournament, they're all these, they're going to get th- this tough. I want to go with Mike Trout. I think we should, we should put him in there. Yeah. He's the greatest player of this generation. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So let's, let's we're, just go with him. We're not saying that Stan, the man isn't, isn't good, but, nope. uh, you know, like, you know, maybe there's a little bit of the fact that, you know, Trout is happening right now and we're, we're witnessing it. Yep, so. it's a little bit of recency bias. Uh, exactly. Our last one is kind of unremarkable. Edgar <laughs> Martinez versus Eck. Yeah, I mean, I love I love both of these guys. Uh, both great, great mustaches, as, yep. as has come up many times on, on this tournament so far. 
I mean, it's 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 not a, a showstopper, but between the two, I'm, I'm having a tough time picking between the two. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of a coin flip uh, yeah. game, as they say. Yeah. Eckersley, uh, one of the best uh, all-time closers, but uh, uh, Edgar Martinez, maybe all, the all-time best uh, DH. DH, right. So you, you got to get one guy who's like pretty much the reinvented his position. He's like the best uh, best at his position ever. Maybe yeah. Harold Baines reinvented the DH. Yeah. I'll give, I'll give uh, Eckersley credit for going from starter to reliever. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Are you leaning towards Edgar? Yeah, let's, let's do Edgar for this one. Let's do it just cause like he was such a great hitter. And, uh, uh, I wonder what the breakdown of pitchers and, uh, batters. Yeah. Is. It looks like we have mostly, well, we have a couple pitchers on there. Yeah. Um, all right. Couple. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just it, a couple though. Just a couple. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see here. All um, right. We're moving on to the sweet 16. All right. Jack. All right. Okay. Well, uh, we got Ozzy Smith versus uh, uh, Dwight, Dwight Gooden. Gooden. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we were kind of... I feel like it was a tough matchup between Ozzy and, and uh, Carlton moving into this round. And Dwight Gooden moved on pretty easily. But having them face off each other, it's kind of like... Is Ozzy Smith uh, going to the lead eight here? Is he an uh, elite eight guy? Yeah, I think I think this could be one of those things where you know sometimes your team just gets put in a favorable bracket. He had an easy road to yeah. The, he to had this. an he had an easy road to the final four. He's but, not in the final four yet, but uh, yeah, I think we should. I gotta pick Ozzy Smith. Yeah, uh, over Dwight Gooden. Yeah, Ozzy yeah. Smith can do a backflip. Yeah. So he he did it. He was good longer than Dwight Gooden. Right. We could, we could say that yep. easily. So. All right, we'll see that he, who he faces in the Elite Eight as uh, number 25, Barry Bonds, faces number nine, Ted Williams. It's got to be Ted Williams. It I is. mean, Barry Bonds, this is where he goes down. Yeah, this is where, you know, again, he was he was lucky to make it to weekend number two of the tournament. Yep. But uh, Ted Williams is a true class of that matchup. And oh, he's yeah. he's moving on for sure. Do you think Barry Bonds... Would have served in Desert Storm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> he could have, though. Yeah. Um, maybe the Cubs would have won a couple more games in 92 if he did that. Or 91 if he did that. Um, also, that war lasted like four days. But, uh, but anyway. Um, so, uh, Lou Gehrig. Uh, we're moving on to the bottom bracket, uh, bottom region now. Lou Gehrig taking on Frank Robinson, number Ooh. four versus number 20. Okay. That's uh, a tough one. Yeah, let's pull up. We, we pulled up Gehrig's numbers last time. Let's pull yeah. up Frank Robinson's this time. Okay. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, look at all the, just the, all the like accolades there. Manager of the Year, too. Yep. Two-time World Series. Yeah. Uh, rookie of the r- Year. Rookie of the Year, Gold Glove, won a batting title. Uh, he did it all, man. He did it all. And yeah. he won Manager of the Year, too. And the Triple Crown, too. Yeah. 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 Pretty good stuff. I mean, his rookie year, he hit 38 homers and hit 290. My goodness, yeah. Pretty sick. It is. Yeah, I mean, you know, and he, he like, trailed off a little bit at the end. Uh, I don't know if those, that was injuries or what, but, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, from uh, 1956 to, you know, I don't know, 1966, I guess, uh, had just some sick numbers. And then he had a good couple of good numbers there at the end, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, 
But yeah, definitely tough competition for Lou Gehrig. I mean, it's getting really tough to to pick these winners it, here. It is, uh, you know, Jeremy, and I, I'll say this: uh, I think uh, uh, Robinson also served as a player slash manager. Uh, okay. uh, in like, I think he became manager in '75 of the Indians. Okay. Um, and he was a player manager, which is cool. Oh, there that would explain uh, then the lack of games there at the yeah, end. Yeah, I I don't. Um, you know, Jeremy, I just I just don't see it might come down to this. I just don't see quite as much bold uh, for Robinson as I do for Gehrig. Um, okay. I mean, was Robinson just one of the uh, one of the best players as opposed to Gehrig, who was like maybe number two uh, next to Ruth at okay. that time? Yeah, that's fair. That's 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 fair to say. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's once once we get way back here, it's just hard to like you know, kind of put it all into context. It is. But, it really is. But obviously Lou Gehrig, uh, one of the all-time greats. So, um, okay. And also, yeah, Gehrig, uh, I don't know exactly what the situation was, but his career may have been uh, shortened because of uh, uh, his his disease. Yeah, right? no, yeah. So it's interesting. So his last year was his age 36 year. And um, obviously the whole Lou Gehrig disease thing is uh, is horrible mm-hmm. like and, and it definitely cut his career short but if you if i'm not saying this is a silver lining or anything but but at least he made it to to age 36 yeah yeah you know like um he we didn't lose him like in his prime like i mean he was still doing great right um but uh but it could have been worse i guess i don't know you know however you you want to phrase that but uh he he had many good years yep yeah you know okay yeah it's lou, lou gehrig hands down um that uh, career batting average of 340 is uh, really is, good. Is really good. Yeah. Um, all right. George Brett versus Hank Aaron. Um, I feel we were, like Hank. Ooh, we're gonna have Gary versus Hank Aaron. There's just been like no discussion uh, no, for any of them. And, no. And we'll we'll get it because we'll pull up his numbers in the next round. Yes. But, uh, and we love uh, George Brett, but uh, yeah. Hank Aaron's got to move on to this mm-hmm. one. So the elite the elite eight is halfway there all right Ooh. move on to the second side of the bracket nolan ryan versus tom glavin yeah. uh let's pull up nolan ryan's numbers once um all right we got uh there we go yeah so he had a, a bunch of seasons with over 300 strikeouts which is awesome the only World Series he ever made was 1969. In a in a very long career, that was like right at the start of his career with the those 69 amazing Mets, yeah. who actually usurped the Cubs, I believe. Yes, they did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Monsanto to his dying day hated the Mets because of that. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hated even he hated the current day Mets because of the 69 Mets. Wow. So you got to give it to him for that for <laughs> you know keeping the the the, the anger lines uh, strong there. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the whole, the strikeout numbers are just sick for Ryan. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, not in this matchup, but looking down, uh, you know, ahead, uh, his, um, you know, his his career whip was one twenty four. He walked a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. He struck out a lot of guys, but and he led the league in walks one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years. Wow, two hundred two walks one year. I mean, that two hundred four walking over two hundred guys—that's a lot of walks. Yeah, yeah. My so he's, goodness, he's not. Uh, you know, he he's not. Uh, he doesn't have a spotless record. No, uh, I'll say. Um, oh, uh, yeah. So so yeah, that whip is 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 high for an all time great. I it would is. Say. It is. Pull up uh, Tom Glavin. All right, let's get Tom Glavin going here. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, Glavin had uh, some good years in the in the nineties. Uh, he he did okay with the Mets when he came over, I guess. Kind yeah, of, not really. <laughs> it, yeah, it was career ERA three fifty four, three hundred five wins. Uh, I saw Ryan at three hundred twenty four. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, his whip is, his whip is higher than than, uh, than Nolan Ryan's. Ryan's. Yeah. Um, he has about a thousand less innings pitched in his career than than Nolan Ryan does. Yeah. Um, and uh, he never, well, he wasn't a big strikeout guy. That really, really wasn't his thing. No, the thing that stands out for Glavin is just sheer amount of starts. Yeah. Uh, 34, 29, 33, 34, 33, 36. He, then, that's not even to mention like the four years in a row where he led the league in starts at 35 it and 36. Seems like there was a stretch from, uh, you know, 88 all the way down to about 2007 where, well, there was one year where he started, well, in the 94 season, he started 25 games, but that was strike. Shortened, yeah. so he probably didn't miss any starts. So yeah. was ninety five. Was uh, they started that season late? He started twenty nine games there. Yeah. So it seems like uh, during his whole career, he like never went on the DL, like ever. Yeah. yeah. That might have been a thing. I can't remember with him. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, pretty impressive. But um, in a head to head matchup, Nolan Ryan takes it. I agree. Thus knocking out one of our pitchers. Yep. But um, so he's moving on to the elite eight. All right. Yeah. Who are we? Sparky Anderson here. We got, we fucking, what do we hate pitchers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess so. Okay. Uh, Mickey Mantle versus Jackie Robinson. Mickey Mantle versus Jackie Robinson. Um, Great matchup. Yeah. Uh, well let's, yeah. Pull up Jackie Robinson's numbers. I honestly, I think that, uh, Mantle is going to take this one. I think so too, because now we're just looking at raw numbers here. As, as, uh, great as, uh, as, as important as Jackie Robinson was in the history of baseball, um, you know, the longevity of his career. And, like, the numbers aren't knock you on your socks. Mm. They're great, but... And maybe it's just, maybe it's just like, length. You know, he chose to um, uh, retire as opposed to moving to uh, L.A. with the Dodgers. Yep. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the career 311 hitter. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, just... Uh, you know, if we're really getting down to like this, like these tough calls like this, yep. Uh, Jackie Robinson, uh, in terms of like career numbers, just doesn't hold up to someone like Mickey Mantle. I would he, say he does not, and that's so, not that's not fair. That's not uh, unfair to say. No, I think it's just the way that it is. Uh, so Mickey Mantle's moving on. Yes, and we'll yes, look he at is. we'll look at Mantle's numbers uh, in the next uh, round too. Um, Oh, and he faces Nolan Ryan. So, uh, all right, this is, this is Ooh, Babe Ruth here. versus Tony Gwynn. Yeah, um, I just don't think that. I think Tony Gwynn would agree that Babe Ruth probably is going to take this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Babe Ruth was, uh, you know, uh, had great pitching numbers too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. At some point in his career, um, and uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, he's just up against Ruth. It's yep. hard, to, hard to compete. Um, but uh, Tony Gwynn, uh, great showing in the yep. tournament. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, number 27, Mike Trout versus number 11, Edgar Martinez. Trout. Trout. All right. And Trout we are moving on. into the Elite Eight. We are. We got Ozzy Smith versus Ted Williams, Lou Gehrig, uh, and Hank Aaron facing off Nolan Ryan and Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth and Mike Trout. Well, uh, Jeremy, for our first one, it's Ozzy Smith versus Ted Williams. Uh, this is where Ozzy goes down. You know, yeah, this is this is the end of the run for uh, Ozzy. He was, he was out of his bitch ass depth uh, <laughs> here. Um, it is uh, Ted Williams uh, is making the final four. Yes. All right. Um, yeah. The the run is over for Ozzy Smith as a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Ted Williams, you're in the final four. All right. 
And uh, let's see, Lou Gehrig versus Hank Aaron. Well, let's pull up Hank Aaron's numbers All now. Right, we looked at it. Gehrig. Uh, we we did it. a deep dive into Gehrig. Uh, yeah. We have yet to really go into Hank Aaron, but um, he's the real career uh, home run leader. Agreed. Yeah. Um, uh, and Tw- look at the number of All Stars. Twenty-five time All Star. Twenty-five time. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like he. He did not know what the All-Star break was. He, <laughs> he made it every year except for his rookie year and his last year. Wow, he played I mean, a lot of years, too. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, uh, and just as his overall consistency, Jeremy, it's like he hit. He would hit. He never hit 50 homers, but no. he ended with 755 for his career. Yeah, yeah, just uh, remarkable. Unbelievable. Um, career batting average of 305. Yeah, and a three, um, four, 374 OBP. I love that. Yeah. You know, for the guy who led, uh, you know, I mean, different time, of course, but, uh, you know, for a slugger like that to get on base that many times, like, you know, pretty good. 3,700 career hits. And Jeremy, he didn't play for the Brewers, but he played for the Milwaukee Braves. Yeah. And he played for the Brewers, too. I'm he sorry. Yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. finished his career with the Brewers. Yeah, so hit the, the game where he hit that last home run, uh, of his career, that was one of those uh, games where like everybody uh, claimed to have been at it, you oh, know, really? okay. even though there were only like ten thousand people there or something. Yeah, Actually, exactly. what's odd is that in '76, it looks like he didn't hit any home runs. Is that right? No, Am I no, looking at that's that? A different is that column, that's yeah. triples? Okay, yeah. uh, so he hit ten homers. All yeah. right. How about that though? A forty-one-year-old uh, Hank Aaron got two triples. <laughs> yeah, most guys wouldn't run past second base. <laughs> you think Albert Pujols is going to get uh, two triples in his second-to-last career? Yeah, here? my God, Billy Butler couldn't leg out a single when he hit hit something into the outfield. <laughs> no, but he was quick to call you on if you weren't wearing your endorsed shoes. That's for sure. <laughs> so I think Hank Aaron uh, takes this one, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean Hank Aaron versus Lou Gehrig, right? Yep. Ooh, and then and then we're gonna have Hank Hank uh, Hank Aaron versus Ted Williams in the yeah. final four. Yep. Um, but yeah, I uh, I will take that uh, Hank Aaron just just an all timer. Um, you know, uh, Hank Aaron, the all the home run king can't go down to a guy who isn't in the five hundred home run club. Right? Nope. Yeah. No, he can't. No. no okay. All right. Well. All right, moving on to the other side. We got Nolan Ryan, who's made a, a pretty re- uh, respectable showing, I he would has. say. He has. Um, against Mickey Mantle. Did we pull up Mantle's numbers when we talked about him I believe, Yeah, we did, we did, I believe. Okay. But let's pull him up again real I got to look at him again yep. myself. But, uh, okay. yeah, we did because, yeah, that's right. We talked about the 60, those 61 Yankees. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we got Nolan Ryan up uh, next to him. But... Uh, so Mickey Mantle, 536 career homers, 298 average, 421 OBP, love that, 977 OPS. Um, I'm surprised he isn't over 300 for his average. Yeah, true, true. Um, maybe those last couple of years brought him down mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yep. And then those were the years that he was really uh, hurting, I think. Yeah, he's partying down. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, so so we have we have Mantle here. Um, mm-hmm. I, honestly, I'm I'm kind of feeling that it's maybe going to be Mantle. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Nolan Ryan seems to me, uh, although he was like a great pitcher for his time, mm-hmm. uh, his best years were before we started watching. For but, sure. But uh, you know, he he was kind of a fireballer who walked a lot of guys. Um, you know, uh, what was his career ERA there? Uh, it's 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 up there a little bit, I think. Um, yeah. Well, three nineteen. Three nineteen. Actually, that's better than I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. You know, um, and he played for a really long time, too. Um, I yeah. mean, he played from the 1966 to 1993. How crazy is that? Yeah, I here's a, here's a fun number for Nolan Ryan. Uh, his uh, Ks per nine for his career, 9.5. 
Wow. So oh. just imagine that, like, for every complete game he, he threw, or for every, like, nine innings he threw, he struck out nine guys. I mean, that's... Struck out a guy in inning. Yeah. Um, I think Nolan Ryan, man. Over Mickey Mantle? I think I want to say it. I think I want Nolan Ryan. Well, oh, wow. man. I don't know. That's a tough call, though, because Mantle had some great years. Um, and and Whew, it's tough. It's tough, it's though, tough. right? Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, mean it, if you wanted to represent a pitcher in in the Final Four, I, I you know go Nolan Ryan. But I was leaning towards Mickey Mantle. Think think about this. Think about this. Uh, so when when was Mantle's? Oh, this is crazy, Jeremy. So Mantle's uh, last year was what? Nineteen sixty-seven. Uh, sixty-eight. Oh, 68. Yeah. sixty-eight. Nolan Ryan made his debut in 1966. How uh, they they I, they probably never pitched a, a played against each other because no. they were in separate leagues. Yeah. But how crazy is it that they crossed paths? That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Wow. Or that that they were in the league at the yeah, same yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a passing of the torch. Yeah. When I when I think of Nolan Ryan, a guy who played and I mean he played until 1993 yeah. and he made his debut. Uh, at a time when Mickey Mantle was still playing. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, from collectively they span 1951 through uh, 93. I wonder if uh, do you think uh, Mickey Mantle and uh, Nolan Ryan ever went out for drinks <laughs> in uh, New York? You know. Yeah, because they both well they they both <laughs> played uh, in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, well, Jeremy, this is a tough one, man. It's, I mean, it's a tough one. It we got to pick somebody. We got to pick somebody here. Uh, well, show me Mantle. Oh man, look at look at all those years he led the league in runs. Yeah, runs, yeah. walks, lots of walks, lots of home runs. I'll say this: to me, it seems like Nolan Ryan had some uh, like thinner years mm-hmm. with, and he he played longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed like he had some some down more down years than Mantle did. I, but I mean, Mantle played didn't play as long. He didn't so. play as long, but I agree, Jeremy. Mantle overall was uh, more consistent until he really just kind of tailed off at the end of his career. Those last like yeah, four years, but, yeah. But during his, I would say during Mantle's prime, yeah. he was the best player in baseball, yeah. like the best yeah. during his. And I don't think you could have said that about Nolan Ryan. Not not necessarily. No. I so mean, I think because of that, Mickey Mantle. Yeah, um, we're we gonna go. end up with. Yeah. Mickey Mantle versus Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, this would be this this whole tournament would be a joke if we picked Babe Ruth over uh, Mike Trout over or, Babe Ruth. Yeah, it would. I mean, uh, if there's there's probably some like teenage uh, baseball fans who are like Babe Ruth, it's a Mike Trout baby, but yeah. uh, we can't do it. Uh, Ruth has got to be be Trout yeah. in this one. So. Oh. No man, Jeremy. We ended up with Man. Uh, our final four is Ted Williams versus Hank Aaron and Mickey Mantle versus Babe Ruth. Look chalk. at that. Yeah, is this yeah. chalk? Yeah, it's got to be chalk, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. There were some upsets along the way. There were. But, uh, there were. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, who are we to like, you know, rewrite? baseball's history yeah, books yeah you know? who are we to even you know we never saw these guys play this is why it's more fun talking about bad players because yeah. there's more range of opinion and, and there's more to make fun of like we can't <laughs> yeah. really make fun of these guys you know <laughs> did we decide did we figure out that this concept is broken <laughs> in, in the final yeah. four after it, we've recorded uh like two hours worth <laughs> of this tournament Oh, it's a late night. Um, it is. It is. It's, it's getting late here. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to stay up for that game tonight. It's happening yeah, exactly. at 4.30. Yeah, first pitch is right around the corner. Oh, man, Jeremy. I, I don't even know if like we can we can do the rest of this. Well, listen, it, it's we're going to make some tough choices. But All right. We have to see it through. We have to see it through. Um, okay. But, uh, 
But uh, yeah, this is interesting. I mean, you know, hey, I, again, it's like my opinion about this show, this our show's place in the baseball world is like leave this discussion of like Mantle versus Babe Ruth to like you know ESPN or something. Right. That's why we talk about like Jonathan Papelbon and uh, you know Emilio uh, Bonifacio. Exactly. 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 So, um, you know. Uh, but let's let's see it through yeah, here because we'll like see it through. you know let's 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 this is our turn to dance into like these the the, the baseball greats and we'll, sure. we'll give our opinion and then we'll close right. a book on it forever and then we'll talk about you know I don't know uh, Rick Wilkins or something or you know, <laughs> uh, guys like that okay Pat, Pat Listash but all right so we got Ted Williams versus Hank Aaron uh, I want to say it's it's whew, now that's a tough one Jeremy it's a tough one can I just say this. Yeah. A baseball purist is going to pick Ted Williams uh-huh. because he was like a better hitter and just like a, a more like a finessed uh, player overall. Hank Aaron was a great player and he obviously is a home run king. But like, you know, I think if you talk about baseball purist, a home run is just one element of baseball. But like a sweet swing and like a great average is like transcends just raw power. Yeah, uh, agreed. And um, you know, Ted Williams also, like we said, was drawing like 120, 130, 140 walks uh, a season. True. Um, true. Uh, I think that uh, also, Jeremy, it's one of those things where uh, do you value consistency? Because Hank Aaron was just he was really, really good for a really long time. Yeah. Or do you value a guy whose star burned really bright for a shorter period of time, but yeah. he was like undeniably the best uh, hitter yeah, of his it's time. Tr- it's true. It's um, true. Uh, Jeremy, I'm leaning towards Ted Williams for this one. I am too. Listen, yep. we love Hank Aaron. He's he's our home run king, right? Yep. That's we, we there's no dispute over that. No. Um uh, but uh yeah, I wish we could have seen Ted Williams uh, play in his in his prime, but yep. uh, I I'm 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 agreeing uh, in agreement with you on picking him over Ted, over Hank Aaron. Cool. So Ted Williams advances to the finals of the tournament. All right. And he will face the winner of number seven, Mickey Mantle, versus number three, Babe Ruth. Well, let's pull up Babe Ruth's numbers. I, I know Babe Ruth. Is, well, you know what, Jeremy? I, not yet. We can do it. We'll, we'll do it for the for the last round. Okay. Pull him up now. Pull him up now. But, Jeremy, my, Babe Ruth wins this one. You're talking about yeah. the two greatest, two of the greatest Yankees of all time. We didn't have DiMaggio in here. Um, right, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, when you're talking about Babe Ruth over... Uh, against Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth is like the original great Yankee. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean he's like the benchmark that uh, everyone's measured up to. Um, you know, uh, I can argue some things against Babe Ruth, but mm-hmm. not uh, necessarily for Mickey Mantle. Um, like we'll we'll talk about it uh, in the fu- in the finale, I suppose, because I guess Babe Ruth is going on to the Do you finals. Agree? Do you agree? Yeah. Okay. Let, let's talk about it now. Okay. Babe Ruth played in a time where there were no black players allowed in baseball. Yep. You know? Um, uh, I think that's, like, the big thing you can, like, uh, knock him for. And not really he, – he didn't make the rule. But, um, you know, people could say, like, oh, you know, how – like, would he have done if, if uh, there was more uh, – there was, you know, different competition. And, like, maybe right. there was someone out there who was – about Josh Gibson or something like for sure. Uh, Satchel Paige was pitching uh, during that time. Yeah, exactly. So, so we, we'll never know. Um, you know, he he just uh, he. If you judge him on you know what he was, 
the circumstances of his time, I mean, it's undeniable. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I would say you got to pick him over, over Mickey Mantle. I, I would agree. Yeah, so there you go. Babe Ruth is in the finals. And Babe Ruth versus Ted Williams. Babe Ruth and Ted Williams in the finals of the bracket. All right. Uh, so, Jeremy, let's scroll down there and let's see Babe Ruth's yeah, numbers. Look at all that bull, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, my goodness. Yep. Walks. Like, now, we talked about Ted Williams. Babe Ruth uh, led the league in walks. Uh, it looks just uh, eyeballing it about a dozen times. Yeah, his 162-game uh, average is 133 walks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, career 342 average, two points higher than uh, uh, Lou Gehrig. What was Williams' career average? Um, Ted Williams. Yeah. We don't have his numbers up anymore. I'll pull them up here. No, quick. that's okay. Um his career average was 344, 344. versus 342 for Babe Ruth. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Um, OPS 1.164 for Babe Ruth and 1.11 for Ted Williams. Yeah. Is he the all-time leader in OPS uh, slugging? Yes. I think that's what that that's yeah. what that gold is there. My goodness. Yes, he's all-time leader. Okay. Uh, in OPS and slugging. Yeah. Um, wow. Over 700 home runs. Yep. And then let's look at his his pitching yeah. stats just for the just for S's and G's here. Um, in nineteen sixteen, he had a one seventeen ERA in forty games started. Yeah, three hundred twenty three innings pitched. Yeah, uh, uh, and then in seventeen, he had a two oh one ERA uh, in over three hundred and three hundred twenty six innings <laughs> he, pitched. He completed. Look at that. He he pitched in. Uh, 38 games, he completed 35 of them, and the other three, he finished them off. And nobody talks about him as a, as a pitcher, really. Not um, really. Not since not not since uh, Otani have like they dug out uh, Babe Ruth's pitching numbers. Really. Yeah, yeah. What? When did he really start becoming a good hitter? Um, was it because it looks like he basically stopped pitching in? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, like in um. Uh, I mean, there was a distinct drop off from 1917 to 1918, and yeah, then and he pretty much like stopped completely by 1920. By 1920, so and then his batting numbers, um, yeah, they go up. They start going up about 1920. So yeah, he started exactly. hitting more. Um, oh yeah, that's I'm then. looking at these. Yeah, I okay. Look at these. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah they, exactly. Yep, they the, that matches up. So so you can actually only imagine what his hitting numbers would have been like if he would have started hitting in 1914, which was his first year in the bigs, or 1915, his first, you know, he would have had probably over 800 career home runs. I wonder if someone, like, came up to Babe Ruth and was like, what are you doing with this pitching? Give it up. Yep. Just hit. What are you doing? Yeah. Maybe someone did that. Maybe someone will do that to Otani as well. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Well, Jeremy, I mean, I think it's got to be Babe Ruth. Okay, I mean, yeah, all things considered, um, with the pitching in there, does the pitching tip him over? Is yeah, it just yeah the pitching? I, I think it's I think it's the fact that he was a great pitcher um, and also a great hitter, and that he lost some of his offensive years because he was primarily pitching. Yeah. Um, but man, he was a really good pitcher too. Man, he, they should have gave gave the ball to Ted Williams. I bet he could have thrown a sub two ERA. He might have. Yeah. Who knows? He's know. that good. Yeah. Um. Both, listen, okay, um, okay, 
Let's go Babe Ruth okay. for the champion. Uh, surprise, everybody. <laughs> Babe Ruth is the greatest <laughs> baseball player of all time. You heard it here first, well, folks. We've proved, yeah, yeah. You can take this one to the bank. If you, if anyone asks you who the best player is, you tell them you heard it on the Rain Delay Theater podcast that Babe Ruth is the best player of all time. <laughs> and uh, if they want to dispute that, they can listen to two hours of, uh, of, of us talking about it. But... <laughs> Let's look at the. Let's look at it this way. Like so, Babe Ruth um, lost some time to pitching in his early in his career, um, and uh, then when he switched to batting, he, he you know he he uh, zoomed through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted Williams had lost uh, three years to uh, military, military service. service. Yep. They they have interesting stories. Yeah, they do. And interesting, um, you know, uh, careers, and they have like asterisks because of their stories of like. They could have been even better. Like yep. they could have been even better numbers. So it's it's interesting to talk about. So like you think about that. Like these two guys have these like these asterisks in their in their backstories, and they're still they're in the finals. So like compared to some guys who like may not like you know who uh, uh, who who played their full potential and like you know came, came up short. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you want to throw Mantle in there as well, like for someone who who came up short for sure. Um, uh, Nolan Ryan. Yeah, these guys are interesting. Um, although I'd say Ryan, you know, reached his potential, right? Oh, oh, uh, oh, I, yeah. I was uh, thinking a guy who played his whole career and still came up short. Yeah, these guys who miss miss time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the Nolan Ryan's and the Hank Aaron's versus like the the Mickey Mantles and like the Ted Williamses. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Babe Ruth had a full career, but it's just it was just split. Yep. You know, and mm-hmm. so, uh, but so it's interesting. I'm um, to, to to see this range of these guys. I mean. When you factor in that, it's like these guys truly are like a step above, you know? And, yep. and people need to take that into consideration when you look at numbers and stuff like that. Um, you know, they, they were great in spite of these like career sidesteps or derailments, which is just really remarkable, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so if it took us boiling all this down to like really put that into perspective, I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I think it was it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anytime that you have, uh, <laughs> you know, Chanho Park versus Lou Gehrig, yeah, uh, you know, that's uh, that's a good spirit of Randall Theater, I'd say. Yeah, and then we got a Fernando Tatis reference in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Junior is going to be probably debuting this year, I would assume. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. All right, so. This is a good primer to uh, kind of wrap up the uh, the off season, it but was, uh, yeah, the regular season is going to be starting in a little less than five hours from yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then uh, by the time we're back uh, for this next up ep- for our next episode, uh, the everyone will be playing. Yeah, and they'll be back from Japan, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's it, guys. Thanks for sticking around with us for this tournament, uh, March Madness. Uh, the basketball portion is just beginning. All right, go Marquette. Uh, yeah. They've got a tough matchup with Murray State uh, and John ja Morant, who's going to be a top three draft pick in the NBA this year. So, uh, okay. yeah, we uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Murray State is the sexy upset pick uh, in the tournament this year to upset Marquette in the 12-5 game. So we'll see what happens. Well, Jack, you know, we're going to be in the same tournament, uh, the same pool. So we maybe you shouldn't have given up. Uh, don't give up all your secrets because I haven't done – I've been spending all my time researching this bracket and not the one that actually <laughs> made me some money. So we'll see what I put together at the last minute for my brackets all right all right well uh thanks for tuning in guys um and uh stay tuned for uh regular season action uh and we can't wait to get out to some games it's it's a long time coming and we can't wait
But until then, we will see you next time, and we'll see you in the regular season. All right, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Swakowski. Later. Later.